Welcome to the BDB Podcast with your hosts, Shodan, Gola, and KG. Brought to you by Natty Light, a wonderfully blended and balanced American-style lager. When you want to have one, or maybe 12, go for a Natty Light. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. May 25th, Celtics in seven. Here we go. We're winning game four and five. Game six, pressure's on Miami. You never know. If it gets to seven, night, night, Jimmy. Um, we're we're idiots. I mean, I think we, at least Kevin and I said that we were taking the Lakers. It's in seven. They got their big up boat race. We'll get to that. I think we all said that Miami is not as talented as Boston. Boston's the only thing we said uh, Miami had the advantage on was Spolstra is way better than Missoula. Um, but them first three games, Miami kicked Boston's ass. Yep. Um, just, just different story last night. Superior, physically superior. Not nearly as talented. Just knows their role. They're also on fire. Like, yeah. Th- there's a lot of open shots and breakdowns on defense, but they ain't fucking missing either. Um, I didn't see this coming. I honestly. No. I've written the Celtics off. Like, I'm like, last night I went into the game and I was like, I'm not even going to watch. I'm going to bed at halftime. I don't give a fuck if they win because there's a chance that this, they reel me back in on this. Like, they win game four. Game five's at home. Game six, pull off the miracle. And game seven, they could do it. But, like, like that's that's how they could reel me back. I've already, like, walked out on these guys. I don't Call yeah, me see, a fake Celtics fan. I don't really know. I've already walked out. Well, I mean, listen, at the end of the day... The nobody's ever come back from 3-0, right? So it's like one of those things where you're kind of like, yeah, okay, it's probably not going to happen. And then it's like, but as like a, I mean, you're a much bigger Celtics fan than I am. So, but it's like, I can see this, they win tomorrow night. And then you're like, all right, we're right back into this. And it's kind of almost a little bit like, it's like even more of a letdown, right? Because they let you, they like pulled you oh, back in and then absolutely. you're like fully invested again. I've already um, shut it off. Like, I've already been through the pain. I watched, you know, listen, I watched 90% of the Celtics games this year. And obviously, I feel like I'm a pretty diehard fan compared to a lot of people. And I don't know if there's a bigger Tatum guy. Like, I got the Tatum jersey. I've got the love. shoes. Like, I love my guy, JT. This was a letdown series. I've already checked out. Like, I can't mentally take this. If they get back in this, like I'd rather have lost that game than they get to game seven and they crumble or game, even game six. If yeah. they lose, it's like, that's going <clears> to <throat> mentally again to me. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a, uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, it's so weird. Like, I feel like most of the time, like you see these when teams are down three Oh, it's like the series is over. And don't get me wrong. I still think this is serious. This series is over. But I do think, like, at the end of the day, and I and I, I know Miami is up 3-1 in the series, and they've looked a lot better. Um, But 
really at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think anybody would say like Miami's more talented top to bottom than Boston. I think that's I I can't imagine trying to make that argument. So it's like one of those things where it's like my I do think Boston's that much more talented than Miami. Like it wouldn't shock me if they push this thing to seven, but I just I just I don't know. I just this team hasn't seemed like they've figured it out yet. I don't know what it is. I don't part of me thinks they're gonna have to make some like I don't want to say major changes. But I do think they're going to have to shake things up a little bit. And I, I know I, I believe it's going to be um, on the Brown front. I I really? believe he's – I I don't know, dude. Like, do you think that the way this team's currently constructed, they can go they, – they can win a championship? It's probably not going to happen this year at the rate they're going. Um, I would say that both JB and JT haven't hit their prime yet. Um, I would say yes, they can. They definitely can. Um, well, I, I, by by way of constructed is like you run with those two as your top dogs. Like uh, you got to put in nice pieces around them. I'm okay with mixing it up. Like okay, Rob Williams is getting absolutely exposed in this in this series more than anything I've ever seen. Um, he can't defend Bam. He can't stay on his feet. Um, he's lunging by guys. He's not, he's missing box outs. Like, yeah, he's really good around the rim and he shoots like 90%, but he shoots like four times a game. So it's, is it really, it's like six points. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, could you move Rob? Could you move Grant Williams? Uh, cause you're not using him enough. Although he's probably been their best player. Well, really. Williams, Williams is restricted. And he's a free agent after this year anyway, isn't he? Grant is no they, Rob is on the contract and Grant's restricted. Yeah. So they can match whatever. But um right, do you like that's what I mean. Like if a team if a team like offers Grant Williams 90 million, like the Celtics really want to fucking touch that. No, no, they won't touch that. But yeah, I mean, it's just like I so I, I think Smart's I was, the guy who's gotta go. Yeah, I listen, I think and that's probably like a hot take for a lot of like Celtics fans because I think he's like a fan favorite, but Listen, I haven't watched much of the games lately. I, I gotta be fully, perfectly honest, but I think it was like game one. He was so fucking bad down the stretch. Like he is, they need. I think they need somebody at the point guard spot that's like an actual playmaker, and I just don't think Smart's it. They need somebody that's like more of like a pure like distributor, more of a pure like point guard, and that can knock down shots. Now Smart does on occasion, but I just I don't know. I don't I don't think he's the guy anymore but i mean may, do you think there's a package to be had like can they go out and get another like top end guy if they oh, package boy. smart and williams i don't know if it's a top end guy i think that it just resets who's the top dogs in your in your locker room like i think there's like a lot of like marcus wants to be the leader vocally but in reality it probably should be jt but he's a little bit of a you know he's quiet uh, Jalen Brown's like obviously smart. I think that he's like a well-spoken individual. So like, is it him? Is it Marcus trying to be it, or is you know Tatum's the best out of all? This is it him? So like, I think, I think Tatum and Brown are actually starting to figure it out. But when I watch it, I'm like, man, Marcus, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he what he says and what he does is two totally different things. Like, I listen to Barkley, and like I know Barkley has a lot of stupid takes. But he's like, 
you you can be really physical in a game, but there's also a point where you stretch it out to you're being really fucking dumb. Yeah. And Smart crosses that line. Like, he does some stupid shit. Like, there's and, – and I don't know. I just – I'm just so over it, and I think that the other guys, like – you know, feed off his bitching and crying and is doing that stuff too. So I don't know. I this guy that's up to Brad. I don't know what's available, but like I I have confidence. As much as I hated Brad as a coach, I have confidence that he would find another piece to go. Like let me let, let me ask you this, and I'm I'm not sure if the money would probably match up. Because I was thinking about this. I was gonna think about this. Well, kind of yesterday going into the Celtics game, and I'm like, if they lose tonight, I'm gonna like go in with a. Um, mm-hmm. I need a. Sure, here's some potential moves. I would tell me yes or no if you would do this. Um, and most of them were centered around the Celtics trying to trade Celtics trading Jalen Brown. Yeah. Because the thing that's crazy is if they offer him his max deal, he's gonna be the highest paid player in the NBA. Yeah. Which is fun. I mean, I understand that's just how it works, but it's in my head, if you offer Jalen Brown a deal and you make him the highest paid player in the NBA. It doesn't make sense to me because he's probably not even a top 20 player in the NBA. But if let's say the money, because they, they, they could definitely use, do something different here. Money matched up Celtics package smart in Williams. Send him to send them to Minnesota for cat. Oh, without a doubt. Because without I think like, and I, I don't, I'm not saying Minnesota would do that, but like Minnesota Gobert and Cat just don't work well together. Like I feel like they're no, very like No, that's that was dumb. And I mean I'm not saying Williams and uh Gobert would work well together, but I think that um they need to do something to to to, to shake it up a little bit. But um yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just I was gonna ask you Brown, like I was gonna say if like the Lakers decide to tear it down, would you trade Brown for A D? No, I don't think I would do that. Just because of what injuries, about, age. That one's that one's really close. I, what about I Bra- yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying, what about Brown for like KD? No, I wouldn't touch that. KD's kind of no, disappeared I'm, in the playoffs the last two years. Yeah, no, I just. I mean, he he's obviously better. He's thirty four years old, like. I don't know. Like it's Kevin Durant like those... was drafted the same year that Joachim Noah came out, that Al Horford came out. Like that's how old Kevin Durant is. Like he's that's why I would but stick with JB. It's not like a... this is an, this is another one I asked you. Or this could this could be a potential deal too. I'll do it both ways. Package smart in Williams for Dame. If the money worked out, I mean, I don't know if this money situation. Yeah, the money just, wouldn't, but I would, I would definitely do that. Put Al at the center. Uh, it, I mean, you 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 have to find another center to play, um, but that that would be too much offense right there. So, Dame, yeah. Brown for Dame. No. No, because Dame's thirty three, gonna be thirty four. Jalen's twenty seven. Uh, it's just, I guess. I guess, like, I don't know why. Like, a part of me just thinks that Tatum and Brown, to me, and again, Shory, like, I know you watch them 
a lot more than I do, but I'm just going off of like the little bit that I do watch. They almost seem like they're too similar in a sense. Like I just, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I just feel like they're, they're, skill sets almost like mirror each other and like it just when it's good it's good but when it's bad it's fucking terrible i think it's like yeah i don't know bad. why it's very bad and i so i don't know why i just think like they need something else that's a like, different skill set i mean like brown and tatum are very reliant upon like jump shots and and shooting threes which i know the, a lot of the league is too but Mm-hmm. That, and that's the thing that's like very frustrating to me about Tatum sometimes. It's like he's so big, he's so athletic. It's like I just wish he'd take the ball to the fucking hoop more and just like try to get to the line fucking twenty times a game. Yeah, but I, I feel know. like he gets so dependent and so reliant upon just shooting jump shots and shooting threes that it's like I, it's just infuriating. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I I do think there'll be there'll be some changes what about the what about the people that are like kind of going off on like they need to fire missoula a lot so i was i'm on the liking missoula side until these last couple day like games and it's like what am what what am i missing because grant williams has been the best guy of the series and probably should have played against atlanta more like there's no way he shouldn't be not playing um and it's like obvious now you're seeing it where he's so critical against miami that he should have been in the whole time. Like he should have been in for a, like right now he should be playing over, over Rob Williams. Grant should be. So Missoula fucked that up. I also watched the offense. And like, when you say that they're struggling, there's a reason why. So like when things are going good, everything's flowing great. But when things are going bad, they just stand like there's no movement. There's no offense. There's no coming off doubles. Like that's people don't understand what makes Steph Curry so good. People are like, Oh, he's the brand shooter. No, what makes Steph Curry so good is, and there's a reason also, there's more to this. So like Steph Curry's so good because of his movement. You have to change your defense constantly because he yeah. doesn't stop moving in an, in an on when he's on yeah, offense. He just runs. There's a reason why he doesn't life. play 48 minutes a game because he doesn't stop fucking moving. And it makes him so hard. Now you can set your defense defense against Tatum and Brown and they're so good, but you can set your defense. So if shots are going, you still can, you know exactly what they're going to do. Tatum's usually going to get the ball on the wing when he wants to go one-on-one, or they're going to set a high pick and roll when he catches it above the three-point line. That's just what's going to happen every time. Now, when yeah. things are good, they're good. But when things are tough, that's where they're going to go to, and be, they, the defense knows what's going to happen. So they got to find a way, and that's why I say it's coaching, and I'm going back to Missoula. Like, he's got to find a way when things aren't good. Got to be better with your timeouts, and you got to fucking start running some offenses to get them easier shots. Like, stop making it all them where Tatum's got to get a double, coming off a double screen, getting bam on him one-on-one, and then you're setting a screen with um, Vincent d- defending him then. So then he's got a point guard on him or a center, and he can make a play like that. Like, that, there's just none of that right now. Yeah, and I like listen. I mean, like I guess like part of it too is like, what do people expect? I mean, he's he's a coach in the NBA, obviously, yep. so he knows his shit. But he's also 34 years old. It's the first yep. time he's been a fucking head coach. Well, now I think part of it too, people forget, is like two of his assistant coaches aren't there. Damian Stoudemire left. Yeah. At the end of the regular Mid-season. season. And then there was an. I thought there was another one that wasn't there right now. So it's like he's kind of doing a lot of this on his own. So he's not like so. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I do feel like it's a situation where, like, 
next year, if they do something similar, get to the Eastern Conference Finals again and fall flat on their fucking face, then you know what? Maybe the stage is too big for him. But the guy, is, it's his first year coaching. He doesn't have a ton of help on the bench right now. Mm-hmm. And really, it's like, has he made some mistakes in terms of probably should have like called a hundred timeouts when Miami decided to go on like a fucking 40 to one <laughs> yeah. run. Yeah. But you know what? The, they, they haven't played well either. They like the guy, like they fucking quit in game three. Like them, they just cashed it in. Yeah. That they didn't give a fuck about him. that. And you know, it's just, the, he can't, you know, the, they just weren't great. They, they, they haven't been good. So like I said, you almost like grind it out another year. They fall flat on their face again next year. Then it's like, you know what? Maybe you make a change, but. I yeah. truly believe that he's coaching for his job t- tomorrow. Um, You got to win at home. If you win at home and then, you know, you turn it around. Now pressure's on Miami and you lose game six. It is what it is. Yeah. Obviously, but I you got to win tomorrow. You got to. It's so at home. What do you, where do you think they go though? Like if, I mean. There's obviously some, uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to go back to the dark rivers. Well, but do you think they maybe go where the, 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 if they were to do that, they'd look at, uh, Milwaukee's old coach or Milwaukee's or I think or Phoenix. It, yeah. Both of them wouldn't be bad, but I do think you got to go with a guy, like a guy more established. Um, no, that's what I mean. Who's the Raptors old coach? Oh, Nick, Nick nurse. Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse is who I would like. Yeah, it is. That's who I think would be a good fit because, well, he's already won a championship, right? So, like, he's obviously got the pedigree. I mean, there's a few. There's a. I think right now there's just a bunch of coaches, so we'll see. I, I think you could go a lot of different ways. Yeah, I'm just curious. Um... It's, it's like you're going to – it's funny because, like, you're going to interview – these coaches with Jason Tatum. Like it's all about what JT wants at the end of the day. Cause you want to make him happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Cause if they come they go out and get their fucking wheels beat off. Um, tomorrow night then, but you know, it's also like they got a bunch of guaranteed money tied up and I don't know what the situation was like if, the, all, all the stuff with E-May, if that like contract was voided, so he didn't have to pay him anything, or but I'm not really sure how that worked out. So I just have a hard time thinking if they're still playing E-May, and then they wouldn't fire Missoula, and then pay like three coaches at once. But I don't know. Then again, it's the Celtics, and they probably their owners not like he doesn't have the fucking money to do it either. But I so going back to like what the Celtics do, I'm starting to think like. I feel like Derek White's good enough to play point guard. I think Brogdon's great off the six-man spot. So, like, I don't even know if, like, point guard, like, what the position of need would be. I think if you got rid of Rob in a trade, it would have to be a center. Um, But I think yeah, – I, I, I have I guess, confidence Derek White could do it. Like, I, I like Derek White in the offense more than I like fucking Marcus Smart. Smart. Well, and and, I, and I think, like – yeah, and I think, like, what I'm saying is from, like, a the point guard standpoint. And, like – I do think white is, I do like white, but I think, I think a lot of times with Brown and Tatum, they're like, they have to create their own shot on the wings. Like if they're not driving to the hoop there, it's not like they're a lot of times they're not getting like wide open spot up jumpers. Right. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. 
and it's almost like I almost think that they have, they have a point guard that can like create more off the dribble, and then you have defenses collapsing down. It's like, going to give those guys more opportunities for like spot ups, threes, as opposed to like just kind of like I don't know coming off pick and rolls and shit. Which I know is a good shot for those guys too, but I just like think that they have no playmakers on the offensive side of the ball outside of Brown and Tatum. Like I don't think anybody else can create anything. And I think that's a problem. Brogdon's pretty good. Um, fight's okay. But it just, I mean, the ball's in their hands 75% of the time. So it's, no, I know. But they got to have just... better movement away from the ball. Or they've got to find better ways to create mismatches before the ball hits Tatum and Brown's hands. But I agree. There's got to be some kind of way to, like, set the offense better than that. Either it's... A guy who, like, comes to my mind like that would fit this better than smart by a million is Fred Van Fleet out of out of Toronto. Like, because yeah. he's, like, he just, like, has, like, that calm ability and, like, shot making. He's obviously a really good shooter compared to Marcus. I just feel like that would be a guy, and he's limited on defense because he's small, but he's still a smart defender. Like, I would much rather have that than a guy who's, like, and he's he's consistent than what smart brings where it's like oh boy we don't even know what's gonna happen tonight we don't know if he's gonna fight we don't know if he's gonna flop we don't know if he's gonna uh and like, that's one that's like one thing too like it's like evidently clear between the, the difference between this year and last year is Ime was able to get these guys to play defense like mm-hmm. it's largely the same team and they are fucking they struggle defensively sometimes like i don't know if like missoula just like can't get it out of them or what the deal is but there are situations like, I mean, you really, you look back on <clears throat> game one, the Celtics dominated the first half. Miami like shot the ball pretty well. And then the Celtics, I, they come out and couldn't do flat. anything in the third quarter. They come out flat. Miami adjusted, won that quarter and won the game. Game two was much of the same. The Celtics played better for majority mm-hmm. of the game. And then they got beaten a quarter. But yeah. the thing is, is like you, if you lose a quarter, it's not a big deal. But when they're losing quarters, they're losing like they're like it's like by like twenty five points, and it's so it's like, and it's just like in those situations where like last year I feel like they like they were able to like get stops when they needed to like stop the bleeding, they just can't like and if like and then you have Mazzulo who just like won't call fucking timeouts to stop no. the bleeding either, and it's just like the snowball runs downhill and it just keeps piling on, piling up, piling up, and it's. By the by the time you figure something out, it's it's fucking too late. Yeah. Yeah. They got they gotta figure it out. I mean it sucks because they should have won definitely game two. And like looking back at it, like how the fuck did they blow that? And it would be two two in the series, and I'd feel so confident, you know, best of three with two at home that Boston was gonna win this. Instead I have zero that they're gonna come out and and I mean, obviously, when four in a row is absurd. Do you think? Let me ask you this: Is if the Celtics win tomorrow night, is is Game Six Saturday? It's every two days the entire it's thing. So Saturday, so. Yeah. yeah. So Celtics win tomorrow night. Is do you think like in like Miami's mind, it's like Game Six is Game Seven? Because you Has lose game be. six, you're going back on the road, and I know the Celtics have been bad at home, but I, I still don't think you have to be up 3-0. No. You don't want to go on the road for game seven. So it's almost 
I, listen, I understand teams probably like, you know, we look at every game like it's game seven, like it's a must win. I understand that. But really, like, it's I do think that games, if they lose it, and I it could be like a game seven mentality for Miami because they're like, we yeah. don't want to go back to Boston, have to fucking deal with this, you know, a game seven at the Garden. But not that they haven't proven they can win there. I just, it's still, you know. I know it's it's hard to like put it in perspective. Like I have, I'm giving them zero chances to win, but if they win tomorrow, oh boy, Miami! Yeah, fully, like you better win game six. Uh, you better win game six because they better not go to seven. Uh, but I, I'm also giving them zero chances to win the series. So I don't know what my brain is. Uh, it's because I've already mentally checked out. Last game, I and just sat there, played on my phone, watched it a little bit, tried not to get excited. Uh, and just let it happen and knew that they were still like, yeah, they could win, but this, there's no way in the series. But if they win tomorrow, watch out for game six. Yeah, no, I, I think that's like, it's like you keep seeing those clips of the um the Red Sox in 04, right? It's like, don't I watch tonight because then we got Pedro and then we got Shill and anything can happen in game, in game seven. Um, Yeah, it's going to be... I, but you don't really, at the end of the day, like, and I know, like we said this, I just don't think it really fucking matters. And we can transition into this now. I don't know if anybody can beat fucking Denver. Denver's good, man. Like, you know, like you look at the Lakers and I didn't, again, I didn't really watch any of these games, but you know, you will go back, you watch highlights, you look at, and it's like, seemed like the Lakers gave them a fucking, their best effort. And Denver just kept they really did. like thwarting them away. And it was just like, now this is, this is kind of what we do. And it's just absurd how good fucking Joker is. Dude, Denver has some buckets. Like, they're obviously Murray and, and Joker are just absurd, but they have guys that can score ten deep. Uh, yeah, it's absurd. And like Joker can get any shot he wants, and you can't fucking block it. It's <laughs> and then his passing is absurd. It's awesome. It's so fun to watch. It's uh, and then Murray is just when he gets cooking. It's just. It's that dude is when he's hot, he might be the best scorer in the NBA other than like Curry. Yeah. And it's so funny too, because I saw something today. They were talking about uh, Joker and they're like, somebody once once said he looks like he's playing the flip flops. Cause he, he looks so uncoordinated. I saw times. That. And they're like, now I can't unsee it. So every time I see the highlights, I'm like, Oh my God, that's so true. It like does. His feet are just like stumping. He's like falling over himself all the fucking time. And he's just, but he's, it's absurd, dude. Soft but they touch look like a passing. wagon right now. It's like I'm not like it's so crazy that I being able to create a fast break in basketball is an art. It's not speed. It's an art. And the fact how quick he gets a rebound and gets it to half court, whether it's uh him dribbling up the court. It just puts the defense in so much pressure. Like, you've got to find your guy. Well, if someone makes a cut, oh, shit, I'm going to snap my hand. Well, the next guy moves. Like, it just starts so much. That's why I like when – like, that's – when the Celtics are playing great, it's because they make a stop, and they're so good at pushing the ball and getting in transition. It's when they can't get stops, and Miami has been so good at scoring and making tough shots, and then Miami's been so good at getting offensive rebounds that Boston hasn't been able to run until last game. And – and you watch Denver, and like that game, they're on, they're awesome at it. Like they're just everyone can get the ball and go. And then it even works out better when Joker doesn't have it because he's trailing the play, 
And it's like, oh, they just get him at the top of the key, and he can make any pass, any shot. He's like slow motion goes by the guy. It's like it's it's just a work of art. And, and like I don't care what the NBA fucking what they say at all, but they want nothing. They're they're kicking themselves right now. They're like, really, we're gonna have to try to sell Denver and Miami. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's why they sent Scott final. Foster there for Game Four. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. the dream final was like the Lakers Celtics, but um, yeah, I will. Uh, I it's it's crazy because I I just have not been able to like stay for the games. Like I'll start them. Like they're so late. By the way, they got to do something about this. It's it's awful. At least the East Coast games they could start at seven. At least. 8.30 is just too fucking late. No, it's brutal. And the thing is, is the, the co- it, they say it starts at 8.30. The coverage it's starts 845. at 8.30. The game, it's 8.45 before the, the game tips. And then it's mm-hmm. like, and the thing that's going to suck is like, and I, I mean, if the Celtics are in it, I'm definitely not going to watch it anyway. But like the finals, then they're going to have like fucking 45-minute halftimes because they yep. gotta, it's just, they make that's such a spectacle what's of what's great about football is like if it says it starts at – 105 it's supposed to start right off at 105 like there's a clock at the field kickoffs at 105 nba is like we're just gonna push this as late as we can oh my gosh and it, it, like i'm exhausted i and yeah. like i like to watch the the west coast ones too and i like to watch obviously the celtics so i'm up like every night because they were they did a good job putting it every other night or every night i'm exhausted i'm tired yeah Daddy wants to go it's to bed. <laughs> That's why I just like I just go to bed and I'm like wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh they won they lost it is what it is but <laughs> I just I don't know. Uh, this weekend we had the PGA Championship. Brooksy boy just holds dominated. Off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that um, course did not look fun. Nope. So, wow. I don't know if you saw the, um, so kind of put it in perspective, right? Cause they had a bunch of stuff going around saying like, you know, what would an 18 handicap shoot on this course? You know, all this other stuff. Right. Um, and that Gino, I can't remember his last name there. He was Joel Damon's caddy. Remember him from, uh, full swing. Uh, wait, say it's already say it again. No, it's all right. Gino, uh, Joel Damon's caddy. Gino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he got he got to play it on Monday. And he's a plus eight, uh, plus point, point eight or plus point five or whatever it was. Yeah. He shot in 85. It's he went 45-40. It's absolutely just rugged, man. But uh, Brooksy, yeah, dude, he's... It's obviously when he's healthy, he's a he's a fucking stallion. Like I know he had like a few years where he was just like hurt or whatever, but when he's fully healthy, he's a he's a fucking beast. And that's five majors in his career so far. I mean, and there's no reason to think. I mean, he very he could have won the Masters this year. He choked on the Masters. He had like a four shot lead on Sunday and choked. Like. <laughs> The guy's a beast. Um, I won a couple hundred bucks. I put a future in on him to win it. So I won a couple hundred did bucks on him win it. Oh. 
I uh, when I was down in Mass, I went to Texas. I downloaded the uh, Barstool Sports app, sports book, put a couple put a couple hundred bucks on there, and then just got addicted to putting in futures on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of them though. But uh, wow, I wish I would. So him and I wish I would have put the same amount of money on him that I did Spieth. Um, they were the same odds, but I put six like. 50 on Spieth and only like 15 on Brooks, but it was uh, the Spieth one paid out 1600 if he won. This was only a I hundred, also put a couple uh, some on Spieth as well. That's funny you say that. So before that, I put it on Spieth. I also put some on Phil. I put uh, ten dollars and I would have won three grand. So uh, it just made it, it just made it fun to do. I agree. I didn't have any on Kepka though, so that hurts. Uh, I just couldn't believe like watching these, like, so it's funny. I actually watched Thursday, Friday because I work from home. So I just put it on like my side monitor and I watch it as I work where Saturday, Sunday, I'm usually busy. So I don't actually watch like the best parts when it moving day and, and the final parts of it or like the final run Sunday. But I just couldn't believe how happy you guys were to get pars. Um, oh, I know. It was a struggle, like hitting into bunkers on purpose, and like I'm like you're you're 40 feet out, and then and then they shoot, they'd be 40 more feet past the hole. Like it was like unbelievable. There was one point I can't remember who it was, but they were like, I'm shooting to land 10 feet short of the green, and hopefully it roll and it will roll up by the pin, and it landed 20 feet short of the green, and it went over the green. It's like it just rolled over the green. I don't even know what to tell you. No, it's been, dude, it's, it was, I loved it. it rugged, man. I loved seeing him. No, struggle. I know too. And the thing is, is like, it was a good balance, right? Cause the course kind of ate some guys up, but then I think Kepka still finished a tournament at eight or nine under, which is like, yeah. all right, the best player easily won that. Like I hate watching the majors when it's like the winner's like 20 under and there's like a guy, 18 guy, 17. It's like, no, I want the fucking like, I'd rather see it like too. under at least under double, double digit par, you know, you know, under 10, yep. 10 under. And you have some rounds where guys are shooting fucking 77, 78. Like, I want to see that shit. Yeah, me too. It's so I want to see like it, the heartbreak, like the, the, the long birdie putt turning into a fucking double bogey somehow. Yeah. And I think too, like a lot of the guys, like I know like Phil come out and Phil was pretty um, open about like how we, the course was set up. Um, It was, they loved it. It was like a true test and like a, to who was the best golfer over that weekend where it wasn't like you just, you know, you had fucking nine birdies around, right. It's hit it as long as you can. So um, no, it was great, man. It's, um, it's just like crazy. Like whenever I like watch golf, it makes me want to play so fucking bad. Couldn't agree more. Um, played. I played. Played Saturday. Yeah, I wish we. I yeah, sure. He asked me to go with him Saturday. Um, unfortunately, had to bring the kids to urgent care. Mm-hmm. Had a little uh, some ear infections to deal with. So, I did play Monday after work with my dad. Nice. Um, dude, it was so frustrating though. So. That I get out at three. Dad gets out of work at four. So I get up to the golf course at about five after four. And as I, I'm driving up and I notice there's a foursome of women on hole number two. Not a big deal, right? They're in golf carts. So I sit in the parking lot for 10 minutes, wait for dad to get there. 
we go inside, pay, grab a beer, go to number one. We played one and two, played three, went back to the clubhouse to get another beer, played four, played five. We are coming off five. They were still teeing off on six. So they only went three and a half holes in the same <laughs> amount of time, right? They're still teeing off on six. Dude, they were kidding the ball barely off the fucking tee box. Like, literally, some of them were, like, no more than, like, 20 yards. Oh, my God. Did did not let us go through. So, we play six. Again, we finish six. They're still teeing off on seven. Still do not let us do it. My father is, he puts his tee down. He goes, I'm hitting the ball. I'm like, Dad, they're 150 yards out. He was, so we teed off on seven. My dad, like, pulled his way left, like, ended up on one green. I hit, honest to God, one of the best three was I ever hit in my life. Absolutely, like, went up over the, the white birch on the left. Yep. I'm like, that's going to be way up there. I couldn't find it after. I don't know where the hell it went. So we didn't even finish seven. Drove past them on eight. They were teeing off. One's hits. My father just fucking phew, flies by him. We go up to nine and play nine. But what I was going to say is this is how slow it was. We played one through five and made a pit stop for a beer in 45 minutes. It took us almost an over an hour to play six, tee off on seven, and play nine. Oh, my God. Dude, it was so – it was brutal. And it's like, and I'm like, I wonder if they were new or what. I don't, I don't know, but it was so frustrating. And like, like my dad said, he goes, you know, if it's women's night, if it's ladies night, it's your course. I get it. Or up here, whatever. But it wasn't like, it was just, let us go. Like, just let us go. Like, just let us go. We're going to, we're, you guys, we're going to hit the ball 200 yards past where you are anyway. Right. And you're never going to, you like, you guys can continue to hit. Because you're not going to be able to reach us. Like, it's just, it was infuriating. But anyways, um, yeah, so haven't played that much golf this this spring, summer yet, but definitely hoping to get some I've played three times, and it's funny you say that, is that every time I've been backed up bad on a course. Um, And I I get it if there's a pile of people playing, but, dude, there's, like, nobody up there. Yeah, no, this was a... So the last time I went to Spring Meadows was like too many. Like they had too many fucking people there, which was annoying as hell. Literally waited on, did, played our nine, waited on 10 for like 30 minutes watching people tee off. Like so two groups ahead of us because they stopped to get some food but didn't let everyone pass. Or like they stopped to get food. Someone in our group stopped to get food. Someone, it was like, yeah, and I just sucks. left. And then last time, I've never seen anything like this. The course had, it was flooded. Uh, There's supposed to be like a little stream that runs through 10. It was a lake that you had, that it made on the course, like where it's like normal, like you could see like the red uh, stakes there. You could see just the top of them. So that's how high the water was. It oh, was, wait, is uh, that, where is this spring meadows? Not, uh, none such. Oh, so, to go to 18, you there's like you have to go behind number 10, and yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a foot and a half of water, dude. And 
you if you're walking, you had to it, it backed up the whole course. You had to like walk on to nine or walk on to ten and walk like at least two hundred yards around to get to the T box yeah. on eighteen. Or you could try to drive the cart through it. It was so deep and so long, I didn't know if we were gonna make it. Or like I didn't know where the cart path was, so it was like a shit shot, but we made it through. Uh we That's just crazy. we just pinned it. Uh, it made it through, but it was it was a lot of water. Holy crap! It was like a yeah. It it actually made number ten really fun because at the bottom of the hill, instead of having like a little stream, it was an island. You had to because they oh, have a yeah. bridge to drive there right under the green. It became an island, so it was an island shot. Yeah, I was just, I was trying to think it like ten, but like then I remembered that's where like when I played it early, real early when they first opened up with sticking, that's where we started was on the back. So yeah. Um, a little bit downhill, and then I just you I should have taken a picture of how much water was. It was nuts. You had to lay up like I drove, and then I had to use a pitch wedge another eighty yards just to get to where I could get over the onto the you know over the water. <laughs> it yeah, it's it's like crazy. It's been like a pretty goddamn wet wet spring. I mean, I feel like we like when we get rain, we get a Shit yeah, we get it, and then it's like then we don't get any for a while. Yeah, like we were at um last weekend, we went down to the pond there and helped Wayne and Kev get the docks in. So we were down there like a long time. I think we got down there at like eleven or noon time. I don't think we left till like almost nine. But we left Wayne's camp and we drove back, dude. It was a rugged drive home from like the camp to Buckfield because it was raining yeah, so freaking hard. Wow. It was like. Windshield wipers barely keeping up. It was freaking brutal. Wow. But, yeah. Went in, dude. We got the docks in. Walked out, dove underwater. It was um, pretty chilly. Yeah, it's always pretty cold. I've been out. I bet you that's was, the latest Wayne's got his dogs out, but. Yeah, it yeah, might be. It's pretty late. Um, but it was, uh, it felt good, though. Like, we're going, uh. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll probably end up jumping in the water up in uh, up in the lids camp there this weekend. So I'm sure that's gonna be fucking cold. I think they had ice out at the beginning of May. So whoa, they got, yeah, it was that, like a few weeks ago. So that should be that's the, that's like uh, where where are my nuts? Yeah, like you get in the water and you're just feeling like are they still there? It is. So it's like one of those things. Like I feel so goddamn good though. Like oh my god, it's so refreshing. Uh, it's like amazing. Like it's the best to do it. Like jumping in like cold water like that. And then like go in, dry off and put like a pair of sweatpants and like a sweatshirt uh-huh. on. It's like, dude, there's no better feeling. It's money. I agree. Yep. But what do you, uh, so yeah, we're going up. What do you got anything going on? Labor day, uh, labor day, Jesus, uh, Memorial day. Um, we're doing, uh, we're going to go to Sebago. Yeah, for a couple of days I think we're gonna go maybe to Cole's on his boat. I think he's putting his boat in. We're gonna go to Garish's on their boat. Um, <laughs> Kim's got a dance recital to go to. Oh, oh. shit, she's not happy about that. Uh, uh, I wouldn't be. What do we? How do we think about this? Like, if I I don't have a daughter, you do. Yeah. Like I will send invites if if I do have a daughter eventually, and she wants to do dance, that's perfectly fine. 
but those aren't fun to go to. I don't expect my parents to be there for no, one. I like, think... if they want to and I'll send the invite, like, I'm a parent. I have to go. Yeah, I think that's a, hey, listen, like, parents are definitely going, like, extend the invite, like, or, because I don't know how those work. Like, I'm assuming, I don't know if you have to pay for tickets. I don't know I what you, you got to do. do here. Yeah. But it's like, oh, hey, listen, do you want to go? I will buy you a ticket, but you don't have to come. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that gets me about those, and at least from what I remember, like when we were in high school and we had like the the dance recitals in class, yeah. Like, especially they do it like four nights in a fucking row. It's like I'm not going. That's all. Like, dude. It's like you got it, like it's Memorial like, Day weekend, and like we could be up to camp and doing all. It's you can either go Saturday morning, Sunday, uh, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, or Sunday evening. It's like, uh, I, how about none? How about I don't go to any of them? <laughs> so, and that's what I did. Well, I'm then, like, uh, I'm out. Whose is it? Uh, Kim's sister's Jay Lee's. Oh. I'm out. Peace. Don't don't yeah, send that invite to me. That's that's definitely a um, I'll volunteer to wash your kids type of day, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Um, so you guys are, you said, are you going on? You're not staying at Sapego, are you? Probably not just because we have both kids, but yeah. Um, we'll go to Garish's. They're doing a barbecue and then we might go out on the boat and we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We're leaving. I don't know yet. I, I, I put in for half a day on Friday. I may move that to a full day. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know what, I don't know what the plan is. We may, um, we'll probably end up going like still send the kids to daycare, um, and then like get, you know, everything taken care of and I'll try to like, try to get packed and stuff with them taking everything out of their bags and shit. So we'll probably head up or, you know, I don't know, early afternoon on Friday and then we'll be back on Monday, but, um, looking forward to it. Um, hopefully I'm going to bring my sticks up. Hopefully I can get around and up there. I love that. It's in a fun little golf course up there to play, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I don't know. I feel like they always have like a, I can't remember if it's like Labor Day or Memorial Day. They always have like a scramble for like members and shit. So um, there's always one like we never get a chance to play it. I think it's Labor Day, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the hell happens. But I don't know. Jeez, I thought Kev was going to join us, but I haven't heard from him. Well, he wrote he wrote uh, oh. 20 minutes ago. He said it might be just a two-person show this week. Okay. Um. So I don't know. Uh, so we were gonna do maybe a draft, but now we're definitely not. So. No, we'll we'll hold um, off on that. That'll give us some more time to to prep for that. Um. What else is going on? Is there anything major? Uh, oh, I I do have something. Okay, I got I touch base on this, and because I think this is absolutely just fucking ridiculous, but. Um, and now I don't even remember like who won who won the NBA lottery. Uh, Spurs. Spurs. Okay, that's right. These people that are have come out and said that if all when by when turned into is like AD, it's a failure. Is a fucking idiot. I agree. Like these, some was like Chris Broussard come out. He's like, he needs to have a career like Kobe, Michael, LeBron, or Duncan. Shut the fuck, really? So he needs to be a top five player like ever. 
Like these, like putting expectations on the kid that he like if he if he turns into Anthony Davis, who's like for a few years is like arguably the best player in the fucking league. Like, yeah. And if that's a failure, like it's, it's just fucking stupid. Like it's amazing to me, like what these some of these like guys that get paid big money to talk about sports, like some of the shit they say. And I understand it's all on purpose because. 95% of the other shit they say is like is very boring, but they have to make these hot takes. But like, that's it's just so dumb. Yeah. Um, and then you got to look at like other first round picks who've gone in the past. Like, there's been some like Zion has been a bust. Like, he's supposed to be a top, he should be a top 15 to 10 player in the NBA every year, year in, year out. He's had one decent year in his career because he's always hurt. He doesn't like. Play. It's yeah. just like there's like this this thing of like being a lock um, best player because you're the number one pick just doesn't happen. Ben Simmons, I'd much rather have Jalen Brown now. Like obviously, Mark Hell Fultz. I was just gonna, then I was gonna say Mark Hell Fultz. Like Jason Tatum went after him. Like that. Come on, that's not even fucking close. Um, and like he's been hurt a lot too. But like in terms of like I would rather have Lonzo Ball than fucking Mark Hell Fultz as well. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And I'm sure there's other guys in those drafts, but it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, the kid looks, I mean, by all accounts, he looks skilled. I mean, but he's, he's playing in the fucking French league, right? Um, right. He's 162 pounds. At seven wet. foot six. So there's going to be some adjustment, but I mean, I just think it's, it's, and then like, I, I think it's also crazy. They, they said he's like the most, like most hype prospect ever. It's like, Right. I, no. There's LeBron no way he's more hyped than LeBron was. No. I don't think. I mean, I feel like, and I was listening to part of my take, and they alluded to this, and like big, and like big cat, and then said that like, this guy is a prospect in 2023 where you can watch his highlights everywhere you want to, and there's still people who don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. Everybody knew who LeBron was when he was in high school. Everybody. Dude, LeBron was the chosen one. And li- and by the way, lived up to it in a, in a half. Oh, like, yeah, we're not going to get into smashed, his career today, but like no, he's been the guy. Smashed everything that, yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, you can make an argument of like first overall picks. Nobody's ever lived up to the hype. Like, and he's even like, his hype as even like a number one pick wasn't even like a normal number one pick. Right. Like it was yeah. like way more than like you can even imagine. The next Jordan. He was the next Jordan already. And there's only one guy in the conversation with Jordan. It's him. So yeah, I, I mean, everyone has their own opinion on that, but like it's, it's either him or Jordan one or two. Yeah. They're one a and one B. I mean, if, yep. if really, if you, when you, when it comes down to it, I mean, I'm, it's, it's kind of like one of those things. And like you, I hear guys like, uh, like Barclays is alluded to it before. Like he's like, it's more so like, it's very difficult to say, like say, okay, this so-and-so is the goat. Right. And he's like, it's, it's a generational thing because the game changes so much over like the course of these generations. Like it's, I don't know. Um, it's just hard to really like pin it down because it's like, you know, if you put LeBron back into the, back in the nineties and eighties, like he's still probably really good. He's probably not doing I, I'm trying to think like how I want to word this because he's still going to be a goddamn freak because he's a fucking a monster. But like he probably doesn't get to the line as much because they don't call as many fouls back in the 80s. You know what I mean? Yep. Or like guys like Jordan, like Jordan, maybe Jordan ends up, at, you know, 
he averages 40 a game one time because he gets the line more because he's not playing. It's just, it's very difficult. It's not apples to apples when you're talking about these guys and like when they played and shit like that. So it's like, I kind of agree yeah. with Barkley in a sense, almost like it's more of a generational thing. Like, I mean, I can say like, I, mean, I, I do remember people Jordan always playing. say that. Like, that's my, that was my point when we were doing our starting five for, I put Bill Russell is because you can't compare generation to generation. You can only compare them in their own generation, right? Like what they did. Right. Um, although Bill Russell's numbers weren't amazing and they also didn't have like very many stats back then to keep track of anyway, but um, it's just hard to compare one generation to another. Like the way I look at it is which guy would I have rather been? Like would I rather have been Jordan or would I would have rather been LeBron? Like they're both amazing. One guy's been to 10 championships, but he's lost in six of them. The other guy's six and zero, oh, not, not as long of a career, but like just the ultimate fucking winner. Like, He's a dog. Yeah, and that and that's that's but and like with that with all that being said too, like I can unequivocally say I don't think we will ever see anybody like LeBron ever again. I I don't know. And maybe hmm. I'm wrong on that. I just dude, he's so I don't know. Maybe I'm I could be wrong with that, but He's just, I mean, he's easily the most, I mean, I remember Jordan playing, but I mean, I don't really remember it. I mean, I was like 10 Yeah. when he was in his heyday. Same, 10, 12. same. But like. Oh, I was even younger. And nobody's even, like, I mean, to me, it's like LeBron is easily the best player I've ever watched. Like, they really fucking remember it. But again, I've, like, the last two times we've done these podcasts, that's all I've done is talk. I've basically given LeBron two hand wristers and I'm like, this is just fucking makes me sick. Wow. The uh Patriots start OTAs today. Um that got cancelled because <laughs> they cheated. Um they had violations, so they have um been told to cancel two of their OTAs, off season OTAs. So um, I'm sure more details will come out. It literally just got handed down in the middle of this podcast. So, um, I'm sure it wasn't a huge issue. They probably had it happens every week. year. Like it happened earlier this year to the bears, but it's the Patriots. We know I'm not going to sweep anything under the rug. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but it's probably one of those things where they like, they had a day where they had somebody fucking, they were doing contact and they weren't supposed to, it's like how crazy it is about that shit, but oh yeah, it'd be OTA gate and it'll be the people stop bringing up spy gate again. And then oh yeah, the Fully non-existent expected. deflate gate, which is a bunch of bullshit, but yeah. All set. Go ahead. I don't know what else. We yeah. Can go I got with. nothing. All right. No, I mean, that's, uh, I'm good, man. You know what? Everyone uh, enjoy your Memorial day. Make sure you reach out to, uh... is that veterans? Or is that obviously Memorial, Memorial Day is, is, is I think, in remembrance of people who are in the military that has passed. Veterans Day is Thank just, you. yeah. Veterans okay. Day is just every and anybody. Um, and listen to one thing, and this shouldn't, this should be, just go without saying, it's Memorial Day. It's going to be a beautiful weekend up here in Maine. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is anywhere else. It's going to be beautiful. Beers will be flowing. Drinks will be flowing. Don't be an asshole. Don't don't do something fucking stupid. Drake. You know? And you know Just, what? 
also going into the weekend make sure you stay healthy thanks guys and sell so, so, peace yeah. <laughs> <laughs>